Hello, Wear Many Hats listeners. It's your host, Mark Robinson, here again for more chats and story collecting um, of people in the facilities management world. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today Raphael Jacobs, the director of the commercial division at LB Nirvana. Hello. How are you doing, Raphael? Very good, thank you. You having a good day? Yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. Have you come far? Um, our office is just by Monument Station, so... Oh, lovely, not far not at all far, then. no. Yeah, I like the Monument, it's cool, isn't it? I do, we, we've spent most of my career actually working in the West End, so it's oh, quite a nice change to be in the city, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Monument's cool, because it's there to commemorate the Great Fire of London, isn't it? Yeah, it gives you something to look up at when, you, when you're walking down the street. You can actually go in it, can't you? You, you can, can, you can go, go to, to the top, top yeah. of it. Have you ever done that? I don't think I can make the steps. Oh, is it not an elevator? <laughs> no, I don't think what's so. What's going on? It's the 21st century. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with these people? Oh. Okay, well, listen, Raphael, thank you for joining us. Like I said, it's absolutely great to have you. Um, we'll start off quite softly, you know. Um, tell us a little bit about your career, you know, starting from, you know, either your education, how you moved into the world of business, and how that has progressed into the role that you now have with your current company. So I went to school in London. Yep. Um, I then went to Westminster University. Nice. Did an undergraduate degree in real estate. Right. From there, I took my first job at Lee Barron. Oh, really? I've been there ever since. Honestly? Yep. Wow. How long have you been there then? I Eight and a half years now. Really? Yeah. So straight out of university, never looked back. Well, you're just part of the furniture then, really. <laughs> I know, <aren't> unfortunately. <laughs> So I... And you've had various roles, I believe. Um, I have. I've always been commercial property focused. Yep. I did the APC to become a qualified surveyor. Right. Straight after university. Yeah. How, so long, did that, how long did that take you? It takes two years. Oh, really? So and how old were you when you came out of university? Um, that's a really good question. Yeah. I'm working backwards now. No, that's I okay. must have been 22, 23. 22. So in reality, you, you were kind of going through some kind of education until you were 25. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you do your first your first two years working as a surveyor are very much active work. Yeah, um, you're you're working, you're you're earning, mm. but at the same time, everything you do is supervised. Yep. Um, until the point where you become a qualified surveyor in your, your own right. Yeah. Which was great. You learn a lot. Yeah. I could think of few better places than Lee Baron to have qualified. Right. Um, so they, they supported you quite a bit in terms of they supported us. They have an APC program that, oh, that helps people get through through it with an external company. Yep. And at the end, you're working for qualified surveyors within the firm. Oh, brilliant! Who were all amazing at guiding me through it. Oh, fantastic! So you had some mentors in there that supported you, and had some mentors. Still have some of the same mentors at the firm. Yeah, yeah, which is really great. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so, so that kind of takes us on to the role that you currently occupy within the company. What do you do right now? So I I went from qualifying through, through uh, up through the ranks. I'm mm. now a director within the commercial division of Lee Baron. Right. Um, we recently merged, so I should say LB Nirvana. Right. Um, I have responsibility for the commercial portfolio team. Yeah. We manage as in the name really we manage portfolios for a variety of clients right that could be anything from one or two properties in yep. central london to a 50 property portfolio spread out around the country wow it's quite significant then yeah yeah um we have a couple of hundred properties as a team right um spread we have from the south coast right up to inverness 
Oh, really? And I didn't realise you had that, that, that larger footprint. Yeah, so, so we, we cover really the whole country. Right, okay. Um, I think I'm doing 400 miles next week. On, oh, really? On visiting sites. I hope <laughs> you've got a comfortable car. Which will be fun. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> As a man that lives up north and drives down <laughs> south every night, I know how important a comfortable car is. Yeah, so so, so that, that will be all part of the fun. Yeah. Um, for different clients, we do different things. So yeah, we, yeah. we can do from a simple property management role. Yep. We can do a simple rent collection on an FRI property yep. right through to managing a complex office building and doing all the asset management, all the property management, all the facilities management, financial management. Cool. So we are dictated by the client's needs, but yep. we're there to provide all the services that we can. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So on, on your journey over the last eight years, you know, what have been some of the challenges that you've faced um, during your professional career? Or some, um, of the, some, of the, some of the ones that stand out, I suppose, right? Not all of them, because we'll be here forever, I'm sure, knowing it's FM, but the ones that stand out. I, I think in my career, I've gone through Brexit. Yes. I've gone through COVID. Yeah. I've gone through the war in Ukraine. This is true. Uh, yeah. Each one of these has presented its own challenges to what yeah. we do in you know the property and facilities management world. It has been a rough few years, though, hasn't it? Let's be honest. We don't think about it a lot, but it has been. You know? I think the problem, if we think about it too much, we'll all get a bit depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that old British stiff up, let's just crack on and get it done, you know? Yeah, but ultimately, I think that's what's pushed our market through, Yeah, to, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think people always need a property and a facilities manager. Yeah. Whether the property is vacant or let. True. That's a service that's always going to be required. Mm. Um, Brexit had its own challenges. COVID probably had amongst the most challenges we could have ever thought of. Uh, nobody saw that coming, did they? Nobody saw nobody it coming. Nobody saw that coming. Then just no. as we came out of it, we were hit with, particularly in our industry, almost hyperinflation. Yep. The utilities market going yep. utterly insane. Yeah. And we're coming out of that now. Yeah. Are we all not mad? We should I, all be mad. I think most we? people probably think we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are a hardy bunch in this industry, aren't we? To be fair, we, we, when you actually sit down and think about it, because I don't think I've ever heard anybody list it quite like you did. But I was like, God, to be fair, that's all happened in the last four years. I think you know? we, we we can all be quite proud. We're part of a quite a resilient industry. Yeah, we I are. Yeah. We should all be proud of our colleagues. Yeah, work with. very much so, very much so. Okay, and what about, um, you know, challenges to one side? You know, what opportunities do, do, do you think that there could be off the back of these challenges that we faced? I think if you think of each of them as a challenge, you've also got to think of each of them as an opportunity. Yeah, great. Um, on, on the back of Brexit, you know, whatever your thoughts were on it, it was mm. changing the fabric of our country. Yes, there was likely, there is likely to be new investment coming into the country. There's going to be some investment coming out of the country as well. Yep. Um, all of which will create opportunities for, for, for the property and facilities market. Yeah. Um, if you think COVID was a huge challenge for us, at the same time, it was an opportunity for us to show what we're about. Yeah. It was an opportunity to show how we can do things differently. Yeah. How we can achieve value for our clients mm. and for the customers and the tenants in the building. Yeah, and pretty much the same with with the cost of living crisis that we're going through right now. Yeah, that's doing my head in. I'll, I'll be honest, with you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's tiring hearing of it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I yeah. think thankfully we're probably coming to the other end of it. Oh, I hope so. Slowly, yeah. very very slowly. I'm not sure everyone's feeling it just yet. No, no. But again, it was an opportunity to to show how we can do things differently, how to, we can achieve value for money, to be innovative and to do you know to be more efficient and look at different ways of working. Yeah, I mean, you you, you had to. You couldn't yeah. just carry on as normal. Yeah. So did, did you did you find that quite a 
because that can be quite challenging as, as, as a professional because you're used to doing things a certain way. You've then got to start thinking outside the box and looking at different ways to deliver the same service but be more cost efficient, be more, um, I don't know, tech driven to a certain extent in certain areas. How did you find that transition? I, I think it's an ongoing transition. Yep. I think it will be ongoing for, for a number of years still. Mm. Um, if, if you take what happened in COVID, you had your multi-let office buildings pretty much sitting vacant, albeit almost fully let, but nobody yeah. was coming in them. Yeah. Um, you had a situation where you had tenants almost demanding that costs were were put through the floor. Yeah. They didn't want to be paying service charge no. because they didn't feel they were they were benefiting from them. Of course. Um, to a degree, you were able to furlough your receptionists, and, and you know, we, we were very thankful that the government stepped in to help with that scheme. Yeah. But on the other hand, you had to increase your cleaning. Mm. Certainly in the initial weeks of COVID, every time you had a suspected case in the building, you deep cleaned the building, you steam cleaned the building. With nobody in the building, you had to increase your security. Yeah. Nothing changed when it came to lift maintenance. Nothing changed when it came to boiler maintenance. Yeah. You still had to do them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And certain buildings you were running your air conditionings and your hvacs on, on over on, on overdrive really to, to get the airflow through the buildings wow so you had tenants expecting costs to fall because they were no longer there yeah the reality was sometimes they were actually rising because you were doing what you could to protect your building and your tenants yeah i, I didn't realize that actually i never thought about it like that um but what an interesting yeah that's not that's not to say we we, we obviously wherever we could we, we achieved savings for tenants yeah of course yeah um you know, you weren't using half the amount of consumables in the building. Of course, you yeah. were able to shut every second toilet in a building if they yeah. weren't being used. So, so there, were, there were definitely savings to be made, but it, it was a tough time for everyone. It was very much so. Very much so. It's good that we've got through it, though. To be fair, we have. Yeah, <laughs> we, have we have. I think we're, we're we're all a bit scarred on the other side. Yeah. Um, but we're getting there. Yeah. Everything is slowly returning to normal. Yeah. I keep wondering where the money came from for for furlough. You know, they say, they say they say they pull that out of the bag in the same way they do for war, didn't they? And I'm sure we owe the Decepticons money or something, Raphael. I, I think I think they're going to be asking our grandkids to pay it back, and then they well, won't be asking where it came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't it doesn't get too much. To be fair, okay. So, um, you know, what advice would you give someone that was looking to start a career in in, in the facilities management world? I think when we're in the facilities management world, you're dealing with two primary concepts. Right. You're dealing with buildings and yep. you're dealing with people. Yep. Um, I think as a young facilities manager, you need to understand both. Yep. So when it comes to buildings, you want to understand how a building's built. Yep. What makes it tick? What makes a building unique? Yep. What systems do we have in a building? How can you further your knowledge of M&E systems? Mm. How can you further your knowledge of the type of people that are working in a building to, to keep everything going? Yeah. yeah. And I also think they need to understand people. Yes. Um, property facilities management is a very people-driven industry. Very much so. Yeah. Um, your biggest costs on a service charge are always going to be your staff costs. Yep. You're going to have engineers, you're going to have cleaners, you're going to have security, reception, obviously, depending on the building. Mm. So I think as a, as a young facilities manager, you probably need to understand using the right people for the right role. Yeah. Making sure you've got good people involved. Yeah. Um, but for a young facilities manager, just, just know what you know. Never be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. We're a really friendly industry. Yeah. There's always people to answer your questions. Yeah. We're an industry made up of excellent contractors. Yep. The UK has a, has a fantastic pool of professionals. Right. Um, 
understand them, use the right ones, but never be afraid to ask them questions. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of expertise, isn't there? Um, more, more than people imagine, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I've been at this for quite a few years now. Yeah. When I'm in a room with an M&E engineer, I, I'm just blown away by their knowledge. Really? Yeah. It's, just, it's like double Dutch, some of what they say to me. Yeah, dark magic, I call <laughs> yeah. it. Raphael, I call it dark magic. M&E and all that stuff. You know, it's not really remarkable to you either. Okay. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So, um, so moving on to something different, um, you know, obviously we, we, we touched a little bit on technology. We always ask this question on the show because we, we love the variation of responses that we get. Um, but how do you think artificial intelligence will impact the industry over the next let's say five years and, and and do you think it'll impact it quickly i don't think it's going to make us all redundant right um i think it's it's a technology to, to it's a it's a technology to be embraced rather than be afraid of yeah um i think six months ago none of us had heard of artificial artificial intelligence certainly none of us were talking about it yeah and most of us are now using it correct <laughs> <laughs> so to say how is it, how is it going to impact our industry in the next five years is is, is it's an impossible question to answer True. it's yeah. a technology that's moving so quickly mm. that but by the time they've released one thing they've got the next thing under development yeah how government's going to regulate it whether it's going to be regulated at a global level at a national level yeah at a continent level yeah we, we just don't know right um i think they're talking about that this week aren't they there's i think there's a meeting taking place i think so i think week. i saw something that rishi sunak and elon musk are yes. going to do a joint q a yeah, well, that's going to be an interesting one indeed <laughs> <laughs> two richest men in england exactly exactly <laughs> yeah um but i think uh, as an industry it's, it's got a lot to add um, yeah i think one of the things i'm looking forward to seeing it produce is we've got so many systems we work on we all work on compliance systems a health and safety system a purchase yeah. order system a property management system yeah. I don't think there is a single system out there, certainly certainly not a financially beneficial system out there that brings the two together. Yes. And that's probably because it's too complex. Yeah. There is going to be AI packages that come out that link all the individual systems together. Yeah. And they're going to produce some fantastic financial reports. Yes. Um, I think they're already out there. They are, right. People are working on them rapidly. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great to see how we take all our individual systems and start producing these bespoke client reports yeah that tell them everything they need to do what one system that, that does everything yeah, yeah. Had, to be fair you know you know i've worked in the industry a long time myself and a lot of clients they always ask the same question have you got a system that that everything can feed into that can push out the data that we want to see rather than as having to log in and multiple systems and dashboards for this and dashboards for that yeah that's where ai is going to help it's just going to be capable to sit on top of everything put it all together yeah and get us the information we need Right. Okay. Oh, really good answer. Appreciate that. Okay. What do you think the um, future landscape of the industry looks like then? Because obviously COVID will have impacted that somewhat, I think. Um, Brexit as well, probably. Um, so so where, where do you think it's leading? Where do, you, where do you think we're going? I think as an industry, certainly I've seen the FM industry become a lot more professional over yes. the last few years. Right. Okay. I think the staff are taking on a certainly facilities managers are becoming more professional staff yep they're, they're moving on from the idea of you're just the facilities guy on site to oh you're the facilities guy yeah um which is great yeah so perceptions have changed slightly perceptions have changed slightly. i yeah. think there's a lot more respect for, for uh, there is a lot more respect for facilities managers than yeah. there was in the past right which is great because they yeah. are exceptionally knowledgeable people they are without a doubt yeah um I think climate change is going to have a big play. Yeah. How we deal with sustainability as an industry. Yeah. 
will have a big say on yeah, what's we, going to happen. We talk about that a lot. Yeah, we do. we do. And I think we're going to have to talk about it a lot more. Yes, I agree. And I probably think value for money yeah. is going to be the next, is, is currently the real big thing. Yeah. Is are we providing value for money in every single thing we do for yeah. our clients, for our customers, for our tenants? Yeah. Well, obviously wages are, are starting to catch up now, aren't they? You know, um, obviously we had the new London Living Wage um, released recently at £13.15. Um, you would expect that the minimum wage will follow suit somewhat because, you know, for, for a number of years we were tracking at increases of around 2.5%, I think, 2.53% year on year. Now we're tracking at increases over the last three years of around 11%, which is a significant rise in budgets for, you know, if you've got a cleaning team or a security team or, you know, other people that are associated with a business that operate in FM. How do you think that that will impact as property managers, facilities managers, a lot of what we do is budget drafting. Yeah. We draft budgets for our buildings, how we think they're going to run. Mm. Um, the first question you get asked is, how much has my budget gone up and why? Yeah, yeah. And the answer everybody's looking for is zero. <laughs> um, yeah. The reality is, as we mentioned, we touched on before, the, the biggest cost in any budget is staff costs. Yes. Um, whether it's explicitly mentioned as the cost of having a staff member on site, whether mm. Whether it's implicit from having a cleaning contract, which is obviously driven by the cleaners. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of it's in communications, really. How right. how you sell these rises to your tenants and your occupiers of buildings. Yeah. Um, if they understand that the only reason this has gone up is not to make the firm any money. Yeah. Obviously, that's important. We've all got to make a living. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the budget has not gone up to increase someone's profit margin. It's no. gone up because we are now filtering that down to all the staff, so we can afford to pay them living wage. Yep. I think if you can explain that well, then you can people understand the the, the need for the rise in the budget, yeah, and they can accept it. Well, I mean, there's significant benefits to to paying a living wage, isn't there? You know, in terms of productivity, in terms of the the standard of individual you get, and so on and so forth. You know, if if anything, it uplifts you know the operations of a property or a building. One hundred percent. We we yeah. recommend to all our clients to pay at least the living wage. Yeah, because you, you need to get the best staff on the building. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that way you'll you'll have the best service. Without a doubt. And what, what's the feeling out there in terms of your client base with regards to the the rises in wages across their portfolios? Are they quite are they pleased about it? Are they are they what's the what's the attitude? On average, I don't want you to name anybody specifically, Raphael. Uh, to say someone's pleased about costs going up would be yeah. would be a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I think everybody understands it. Right. Um you you can't go into a supermarket and not realise costs are going up. Yeah. And therefore by extension you realise you have to pay your people more. Yeah. So I, I do think everybody's understanding it. Mm. And I, as I said, it's all about how you how you sell that to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. It's how you frame the the the, the rationale behind those changes. And the benefit, because there's always going to be a cost versus benefit, isn't there, I think. So as long as you adequately communicate the benefit, then you're in a good position. The, the benefit of paying your staff correctly. Yeah. It's impossible to it's impossible to explain that benefit. You're going to get a so much better service. You're going yeah. to get a much better run building. Yeah, and ultimately, that, that you could argue that will achieve you cheaper costs in the future. Well, I'd, I would say so. Yeah. You know, well, first off, you know your recruitment costs are going to go down because you're going to retain good people. Um, you know, and that's one of the one of the biggest costs to most businesses. Hundred percent. You know, which is really important. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. What lessons have you learned from a particularly difficult project that you've been involved in? I think I've worked on quite a few projects where yeah. as the property and the facility management team, we know what needs to happen. Yeah. But you're stuck in the position where you just cannot get client instructions. Yeah. We've all been in that position before. 
uh, it's a really difficult situation. You've got your tenants and your customers pushing you for action. Yeah. You can't press go without your client saying so. Yeah. Your client's not saying so for some what it, reason, whatever. Mm. And you're just, as the property, the facility manager, you're just stuck in the middle. Yeah. Um, we've had a few of those. Yeah. I think the thing you can learn is be honest to everyone. Yeah. Be yeah. open with them. Tell them what's going on. Don't throw anybody under the bus, but yeah. certainly explain. Everyone's doing their best. Yeah. Nobody is just ignoring the matter. Yeah. Everyone is working through it. If people haven't got back to you, it's because they're busy on other things. Yeah. So be honest, be open, be patient with people. You will yeah. get that instruction eventually. There's no, nobody, nobody ignores you for good reason. No, patience is a virtue, Raphael. Indeed. Indeed. So I think honesty, openness, patience yeah. will get you through everything. Yeah. Okay. So what, what inspired you to pursue a career in real estate, facilities management, surveying, you know, what, you know, because nobody wakes up when they're a kid because we all want to be firemen or policemen or cowboys or whatever, you know, but what inspired you to move into this industry? Um, yeah, so that's the type of question they ask you when you're interviewing you for a graduate role. Yeah. And I'm sure I gave them some wishy-washy answer. Yeah. I'd woken up and always wanted to be a property manager. <laughs> <laughs> the, the honest answer is I don't remember. Oh, um, right. Okay. Fair. That's fair, though. Yeah. That's a fair, fair answer. I remember certainly for a while I wanted to do a real estate course. Property, yeah. property, property interested me. Yeah. How I ended up in facilities, we... I mean, the answer is I'm not <laughs> primarily yeah. in facilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work primarily in the property team. Yeah. Um, that said, the facilities managers in our team, um, they, they, they do work exclusively for our team. Yep. So, so we, we, do, we do run the facilities show slightly. Yep. Um, we had a bit of a sea change just before COVID, really, in 2020, where mm. we absorbed the facilities function into the general property function right. at Lee Baron at the time. Mm. Um, and I think it's worked really well, yeah. to be honest. It's led to much better and closer integration between the property manager, the facilities manager, the yeah. client accountant. Yeah. The right people are talking at the right times. Yeah. Um, so I've enjoyed getting involved more with facilities than, really? I, than I had done so, in the so past. It's, it's kind of created a bit of a one-team ethos then, really, because you're having to communicate, aren't you? On a Correct. Whereas, whereas before we had an entirely independent facilities management team and then a separate properties management team. And was it kind of them and us? Was it that kind of... Um, I wouldn't say so because we were yeah. always quite a close company. Yeah. But it was certainly the properties they work on and the properties we work on. Yeah. Whereas now we have our clients yeah. as a team. Right. We, we all work on them together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Pe people are assigned different buildings. Right. But we're now in a much better position to step in and help each other as we need. That's good though, isn't it? You know, that, that support is there across the business. I, yeah, I really like, I think that's one of the things that's kept me in my current job is yeah. that you always feel supported and, and hopefully... I'm now giving that support back to other people as well. Yeah, fantastic. So, so do, do, do you mentor people within the business now that, that, that you support and, you know, help and so on and so forth? Um, yeah, we have, a, we have a couple of graduates in the business. Right. Who, we're helping them get through their qualification on the APC. Yeah, you'll know that better than most, I would, I would assume. Yeah I've, yeah, I've helped a few people. Um, right. it's, it's great. Yeah. I, I enjoy training them. Hopefully they, they enjoy the work yeah. they're doing with us. Yeah, yeah. So giving back is quite important to, the, to, to, to you. I think so. I think, you know, we're, we're not the biggest industry. No, no. Certainly on the surveying side, we're a fairly small industry. Yeah. I think if you get helped in your career along the way, you have to give that help back along yeah, the way and, and hope that the people you help will give it back in turn and you'll have a continual cycle of helping each other. So karma, basically. Yeah. yeah. If you help me, I'll help you. Yeah. No, but it's true though. It is. I, I think that's life though, isn't it? That's that's human beings, isn't it? You know I think I mean? so. We, we, don't, we don't help... We don't help to be helped. No. But no. 
it's a nice thing it to is. happen along the way. No, it is, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Okay, so, you know, what, what would you list as one of your, you know, greatest achievements in your career? Um, I have to say qualifying as a surveyor yeah. was great. I well, remember. A lot of hard work goes into that as well, though, so there must have been a real... It does, and I remember it, it, at the end of the process... First of all, it's exceptionally cruel. You just get sent an email in the middle of a work day, whether you've qualified or failed. Honestly. <laughs> and this is obviously before COVID. They don't even wait till like a Friday. So no, so home. we were in the office right. five days a week before COVID and the whole yeah. office knows the day you're going to get your result and they're all watching you oh. and peering over their desks at you. <laughs> and you're just sitting there sweating in your little corner waiting for the email from the oh, ICS. No. So it's a nice and stressful day. Yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the end of your education. Yeah, you know, you've been working for a number of years already, but it's the end of the education. It's everything you've worked for. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go and have a beer, beer that day? Swift one. No comment. No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was gone for three days. (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, Uh, you know, conversely, any any regrets? Um, Um, I think. Specifically with my facilities hat on, because I qualified down the property route very much so as a surveyor, as a property manager, as a commercial yeah. commercial surveyor, I never got that chance early on in the career mm. to do what I said before of, of better understanding buildings, better, right. better understanding ME systems in buildings. So that's a learning from you that you're saying. I think so. To, yeah. I think with my current hat on where I'm, I'm quite involved in the facilities team, I'm quite reliant on advice from other people. Yeah. Whereas it would be quite nice to have had the opportunity to learn those systems myself yeah. earlier on in the career. Yeah. It's still something you could do now, though, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Tr- try find the time. but <laughs> Well, but that's true, isn't it? Yeah. How, how many emails hit your inbox every day? Oh, yeah. don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, and what about sort of outside of work then? You know, what, what, what do you like to get up to when you're not working? Reading those emails. Um, I, I, I learned quite early on that to be successful in a career in property, you have to take up golf. Right. Okay. Fair comment. So I, I did start taking a few golf lessons. Um, yeah. Then we had a child, so golf okay. lessons. Life over. Yeah. <laughs> that was his. Wallet, wallet battered. It was. It was the best thing ever. We all joke. But. Yeah. No, I do, I do. I've got three myself. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I love them, but God, they are expensive, Raphael. They are, but they they repay it. Do they? They repay it with smiles in the morning. Well, yeah, yeah, but they, as soon as it gets teenagers, they stop smiling, Raphael. <laughs> It's a problem, is... problem for later for me. <laughs> Have you got one, two? Uh, we've got one. Yeah. He was two over the weekend. Oh, was he? Oh, so he's so still... I've got, I've got a two and a half year old at home. So I do know what you mean. Like, I, yeah. I love... But then there'll be other times when she's in a mood and she won't give me a cuddle. And I, I hate it. You know, I'm like, oh, come on, Abby, give us a cuddle. And she's like, no. <laughs> you know, it's horrible, isn't it? So so golf and spending time with the family is... Yeah, predominantly... I'd like to take up a bit more golf. <clears throat> golf if I can. Yeah. Um, you any good? No. No? No. I don't think they've created a handicap for my level yet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've tried to take up golf a couple of times. I could just never get into it. It's not It's not really my thing, I don't think. Um, yeah, so a bit of golf. I like to follow Liverpool. Oh, no idea. For my sins. Oh, God. Right, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, good, no, fair play. So you see Liverpool fan? Yeah, so yeah. doing a bit better this season, which yeah, is nice yeah, to see. Yeah, well, you've got a good manager and a good squad. We do, to we be do. Fair. Yeah, I'm a Man U fan, so... Oh, dear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As you can imagine, I'm in real pain at the minute. All the articles are just... Every article you read is, why is Man U failing? You know, you're like, oh, God, it's depressing. How do you stay informed about new developments and trends in facilities management? Do you get involved in networking and things like that? Um, 
I think you have to rely on your pool of contractors. Yeah. In, in initially. Right. Um, as I said before, we, we know some really great people. Yeah. So stay in touch with your contractors. Meet right. them for coffees regularly. Mm. Don't just meet them when there's problems. Yeah. Um, also meet them just for a coffee to say hello. Yeah. They will fill you in on all sorts of things going on. Yeah. Um, for, for, you know, the qualified surveyors out there, qualified FMs out there, take advantage of the ICS. Yes. They've got some great stuff going on. Right. They keep us well informed. Yeah. Um, but just get out there, meet people, read mm. the magazines, follow the news, see yep. what's going on. There are so many resources out there. There are, yeah. Did you get involved with like ID, IWFM or anything like that? Um, I think a couple of the FMs in the team do. Right. Personally, I don't. Right. Um, we are, we, we've, we've got a great resource at the company called the Internal Academy where oh, really? we get regular training sessions on Legionella or on asbestos and all, and all of that type oh, of that's thing. that's cool. Is that online learning? It's online learning. So, yeah, that, yeah, so that yeah. keeps us informed and on our toes with, with, with what we, know, we need to know about. Yeah. Um, but get out there, go to the conferences, go to the property conferences. You'll always meet people. Yeah, you'll true. Learn, you'll learn new things. They've always got good talks on at them. They do, without a doubt, without a doubt. I've, I, there's, there's, I think it's the PFM Awards this week, isn't it? I think, I believe that's taking place. I think it is. And then you've got news on the block in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a a, it's awards season in the FM industry. It is. Com commonly called the chance for a drink. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, without a chance for a drink, drink and a dance, yeah. as they say. Or to let loose, to be fair. And it's not like they don't deserve it, they do. You know, they work out. No, pe people work exceptionally hard. Mm. So I think it's really important as, as, as we get up to the Christmas period that, that people have the opportunity for a drink and to look back on the successes of the year. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So when, in your sector, spe specifically your sector, because... It's quite unusual, the route that you've taken, actually, because um, we haven't had somebody on the show that's gone down that surveyor route and then he's now in charge of sort of that facilities management element. You know, do you think that that's given you some advantages because you've gone via a different route? Um, not having gone through another route, mm. I can't possibly tell you what that route, what that route is like. Yeah. So well, let's talk about, to... like, you, you said, not, that's not to say, sorry, I, I probably asked that incorrectly. <laughs> that's not to say that other routes aren't good routes. It's just, it's a different route, isn't it? Yeah, I think for where we are as a firm and what we do as a firm, yeah. which is that all-rounded property, property package, yeah. I do think it's a great benefit that we've got myself and other various people in the firm that have gone through the surveying route. I, I would agree. It gives you something different. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. now that we're involved in the facilities role, yeah. we, we, we can bring a bit, a bit more to the table. Yeah. Um, I think for other people, if you weren't necessarily working on the complete property management package, yeah. then maybe the role, the route we've gone through as a firm is, is not necessarily so appropriate and yeah. may not have so many benefits. Yeah. Um, so I think there, there, there's dozens of routes people could take down yeah. the FM role. Yeah, down the property management, the facilities management routes. Yeah, each of which is going to have its benefits. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, if we go back to COVID a little bit, um, what did what did you think, as you know, a property professional, was the most difficult element of that time period? I remember when we were still in the office. It must have been March. It was. It must do, you, have been March do you want to know why I know it's March? Because it was my 40th birthday that year. Oh, I, was the... supposed, I was supposed to be going to New York and it got cancelled. <laughs> I was gutted. <laughs> yeah, so I just, it was the, it was the unknown. Yeah. I, I remember when we, we had our first COVID case in a building we managed at work. So that must have been early March 2020. Yeah. And it was this unknown illness that was affecting the world that we were seeing in, 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 in Italy and China at yeah. the time. It was scary, wasn't it? 
it was very scary and yeah. everybody was convinced it wasn't coming to the UK. Yeah. And we had these plans to deep clean office buildings. Yeah. And then it, it was within a few weeks. It was just all over the place. Oh, it was probably already here for six months. C- correct. But it, 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 it went from being this, if it happens in one of our buildings, we'll do a targeted approach to yeah. it's happening in all our buildings. There's nothing we can do. Correct. Yeah. And it, it was that unknown and, and scaling up and, I remember saying goodbye to my boss one day yeah. in the office and when we were shut in the office down for COVID. Yeah. And, and we just looked at each other and it was, see you when I see you. Yeah. We, we just had no idea when we would see each other again. Well, we all thought it was going to be two weeks, didn't we? Yeah. But how long was I think it? I in think our it was heart, like 12, 13 weeks. Yeah, well, I think in our heart of hearts, we probably all knew it wasn't going to be two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew it was going to be a while. Yeah. And how how interesting that we had such good weather. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. That first lockdown was extraordinary. It was amazing, wasn't it? Like we were from, all just sitting in the garden working. Yeah, from the back end of March all the way through to July. It was, it, to me, it was like, you know, whatever divine power out there just thought, you all need a break. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You all, you all just need a bit of a chill, which we all, I think, enjoyed. I, th- I think that we did, you know. because I think so. I think those of us that, that lived with family at the time probably had a great time. I think the people living alone... Agreed. Probably wasn't so great. I agree with that. Yeah, that's um, very true. We, we probably all had different experiences, but yeah, yeah the weather was great. You're right. It, it was nice. Yeah, we <laughs> you forget that. that. Mind you, only being allowed out once a day. It was very, you know. Yeah, it was it, tough. Yeah, it was. When we'll talk about this in 20 years, and we'll just well, we can't believe that happened. There'll be all sorts of studies on it. There will um, be from yeah, all yeah. different perspectives. I mean, it's obviously the inquiry is ongoing now. Well, I'd say the consensus now is that we should have locked down. You know, that's that's the impression that I'm getting. Um, in terms of, I know that we're completely talking about something different here, but <laughs> that, that's the concept. That's that's where I think it's going. It looks to be like that's what's going to be said. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot to come out of the inquiry that's going to be quite controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to have to see where it goes. Yeah, well, Dominic Cummins has been thinking today, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's always colourful at the best of times. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Boris Johnson didn't have the right skill set for a pandemic. You know, who, who would have had the right skill set, to be fair? I know, what a thing to say, because none of us knew what was going on, Yeah, you know, um, and it was, it was crackers when I look back at it. But to be fair, I got my little girl out of it, which I'm quite happy about. Perfect. Um, mind you, but I couldn't go to any of the scans or anything like that. So, cause Yeah, we, we, we had our little one during it was 2021, so it was the back end of COVID already then. But yeah, I was I remember being thrown out two hours after delivery. Yeah, yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? It was very strange. Yeah, and like they, I, I had to go home. Like when when my, my my wife went into labour, I had to go home. I was taken to the hospital and wait for them to ring me when it was like really close, you know. And there's always a chance you're going to miss it, isn't? It? I mean, lucky I lived really close to the hospital, so I could get there quite quickly. But um, when you look back at things like that, it's absolutely crackers. Strange times. It is. It is. All right, Raphael. Well, listen, that's been the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for your time. Um, it's been another really interesting episode of Wear Many Hats. Um, you found that all right? Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem very at all. Very enjoyable. That's everything, listeners. Thank you very much. Cheers, Raphael. See you later. <laughs>